Today, we are going to hear why we should focus on our insides for 9% of our time. What? We're also going to hear a story about a woman named Hilda Mm -hmm. and go sit on a rock together. Listen, y'all, we have a whole inner world, untapped power, and we are so much greater than we know. Are you ready to make your brain happy? Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. What up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode of Happy Brain. I am so grateful you are here. How you doing, friend? I'm sending you a big virtual hug. Today, I connected with Anthony Cotter, who is the creator of wholelifegoals.com, and he's going to teach us about the power of our inner world and why he believes that focusing on it just 9% of our lives, 9% of our time will rock our world. But before we get started, if you have not done so yet, I know I keep talking about it. It's because I'm excited. We have a Discord community that is fire. Greg and I host of Tiny Leaps Big Changes is over there talking to people probably right now, right now, and we're waiting on you. Join the conversation. It's completely free and linked up in the show notes. Now, Anthony, he lives in Vermont. He's awesome. Whole Life Goals, which is his platform, helps connect health providers with the right people. He's a matchmaker for healthy living, healthy lives. When we connected, he said that I should just listen to my insides <laughs> for a happy brain. Literally, that, that's what he said. And I was like, why? Throughout your day, just think about how much attention you've put on your inside your body. Barely any. Barely any. If you think about it, the only time you really check inwardly is if you're in pain or if you're hungry, <laughs> you know? Because you're like, oh, wow, I feel, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting hungry. But most people don't even check inside their body to see if they're hungry. They're like, it's 12. This is my allotted time to eat. I'm going to go get a sandwich. You're not, you don't really feel, oh, wow, I, I have a sense of hunger, so I'm going to go eat. That's People are usually, well, I wake up at this time. I make my shake. Da, da, da. At this time, I have my coffee. They're just doing it on time. They're not, they're not hungry. They're literally, they probably in their whole life have never really felt a hunger pang. You know, an actual, like, yeah, like, oh, I hear noises and I must be hungry in my stomach, but that's not a real hunger. That's, that's not real hunger. That's just like, if you waited another five minutes or got a pint of water or went for a walk or got distracted with something else, you, then you wouldn't eat because you're not really, you know, if, when you're really hungry, that's the, that's the only thing you're like, I need water, I need food. You know, you're really going for it to get back to giving attention to the inside of our body. You really think of it of self-care and giving yourself self-love and focusing on your soul on that inside that that energy whatever you want to call it soul or your spirit but give that that attention and when you do your whole inner body lights up it's like oh you've noticed me because it's always like these desires that keep us running and going oh got to work more got to do more podcasts got to do what you know whatever that thing is how many people just sit still that's part of the, the human experience is stillness and movement, the noisiness and the quietness. So, so just to, just to do that, I mean, if, if you just did this and focused on the sensation of that feeling, 
Now, quick break. Since you cannot see him, I'm going to describe what he's doing with his hands. He's holding his hands, like fingers spread apart, and um, it's kind of like palm to palm, but with space in between. If you hold your hands, palms together, and then pull them apart, separate your fingers, he's just kind of holding uh, space there between his hands, like he's holding an imaginary ball almost. Okay, let's get back to it. You know, and just stay still. The inside of your hands, you feel the energy. And if you did that, it actually closes the loops. So you you feel it less. So if you did it for this and you held it for less than a minute, you could feel sensations inside your body. And the more, you, the more you're still the more those sens that sensation grows and it grows and it grows. It becomes like a co this cocoon feeling. Like you feel like you're in this cocoon. And what, what is known in some teachings is there's a mantra that says, I am the king of the cave. And that's, that's what that means is you, you, be, you become like, you know, you, it's a very regal posture. It's not lackadaisical. You're not sitting back and, you know, it's, it's a very proud and, you know, you're sitting like a king, you know, you are a queen, you know, you are, you are that to give that time and to focus in on that, in on yourself is the biggest gift we, we can give to ourselves. The real presence is try to focus 9%. I don't know why I use the number nine, because it's not 10. It's not, you know, it's like, try to focus 9% of your attention inside your body all the time. So when you're speaking, Right now, there's that little feeling of my attention inside my body. It's not, you know, it doesn't get wild and crazy. When I'm making something to eat, the thought of, hey, focus, focus on what you're doing. And so you could still, you could still have a conversation. You could still go through the motions, but at least you're staying present. There is that sense of stillness within you while you're going, while you're going through your day. And so that's, that's really is the the meditation tip for the day, you know, that's it is focusing that, that little bit always and your whole life changes. Everything changes the way you eat. You'll slow down. You won't like people are making food really fast so that, so they can eat and then they make, then they eat really fast so they could do the next thing. And when you're making the food, if you have that little bit in inside you, you're sending your food love, your, 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 that energy that's coming from your hands that aura or whatever you want to call it, it's working with the food. It's giving more nutrients and more energy to that, to that food. And then, so when you're eating it, you know, you're, you're smelling it, you're tasting it, you're swallowing it. And you feel, you feel all of that, all of those sensations, all, you know, and that's, that is really the beauty of being, I know that's part of the human experience that we just, we just pass it. We just skip it, you know, because we're waiting for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, and by the time you know it, you're 50. And by the time you know it, you're 80. And now when he's talking, I mean, there has to be a story here. I feel like, Anthony, you have to have a story of how you came to this conclusion. I don't tell this story often. My, my mother had a spiritual teacher named Hilda. And we lived in the south of Queens. And we would drive into New York City. And we would go to this huge cathedral. And she would have maybe, you know, 300 people listening to her talk. You know, she moved, she lived to, in, she moved to India and she met all these amazing uh, gurus and she became a guru herself. One, and, and we, were, we were young, five years old, you know, we'd all run around in the basement and play hide and go seek. We weren't listening to all these hippies. I come from a very Italian gangster neighborhood in Queens. And so that lifestyle then to be transported to Manhattan to have all these like bearded professor hippie tie-dye t-shirt, you know, it was such a, 
And everyone, like my neighborhood is like Carmine, Johnny, Frankie, you know, everyone's name, you know, Anthony, you know, and their names were Shanti and Vali and Dove and Orion. And, and so it was just a really colorful environment. And, and one day Hilda invited everyone to come up. And so we took off our shoes at one part of the stage and we walked up and my mother was behind me because she was holding my shoulders as we were, you know, following the line up. And Hilda looked me in the eyes, reached out. And by the time she, she didn't physically touch my forehead, but a white light flushed my whole body. And I fell back and there are people catching people. And when I was coming to, I saw my, my mom's, my mother's face um, just looking over me, but it was like still fuzzy. And I, I was like, wow, there's an, I really thought she was an angel, you know, I'm this five-year-old body. And she just said, you know, was that okay? Was that all right? And I was speechless. I just remember one, like in my, in my, in, the, in my mind, like we are definitely like the human potential is way beyond what I thought. <laughs> and I was only five years old. And the other thought was, I, I cannot wait to learn how to do this so I could kick my older brother's ass. So it was, it was that type of, you know, you know, because I was like, man, if I could zap everybody, it's, it's superhero powers and you're five, six, you know, seven years old. That experience changed, changed my life completely. And no matter what situation I was in, you know, violence or drugs or alcohol or homelessness or any, any of those things that the idea that we could be more than what is presented stayed, stayed with me forever. So, so to hold that little bit of consciousness changes your ego of who you think you are, you know, like you've been through all of these experiences. So you're this guy, you know, and when you're around this group of people, you're that guy. And when you're around your friends playing basketball, you're a basketball guy. And when you're around, you know, your yogi friends, you're a yoga guy. But having, but holding on to that little bit. And it's funny that I do that with the back of my head. I don't know why I do it because normally people say, oh, you know, you sit in your heart. But for me, it's a, it's like a, it's like a tingling feeling on the top of my head when, when I'm in that space. And it, I mean, I try to stay in that space. But it's just a reminder of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not being aware and to focus a little bit inside myself. There's some great yogis that there's pictures of them and they have their eyes halfway closed. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. You know, I, I had um, Yogananda's book, which was uh, autobiography of a yogi and his teachers, they have their eyes half closed. And I'm like, what are they stoned on something? You know? And, and now, you know, as I got older, I realized they're doing that in the photo to show you, the person looking at the photo, that they're dwelling half within the body and also half on the exterior body. So that's, that's it. It's the exterior world, the exterior reality, and the inner dwelling reality. And then after a while, those two realities just become one. It's just that emergence of that inner and outer. And that's really how you manifest your life. When everything's peaceful inside and you're not paying attention to all the, the, the news and the media and all this stuff, then your experience in the exterior world is the same. You know, before we started talking, I said, yeah, I could go days where I live without seeing anybody. It's very quiet. There's very, there's a lot of stillness in, in, in my home and, and in my life and in my body, but it wasn't always like that. You know, it was, it was a lot of running around in the streets and where am I going to eat and food and, uh, you know, all of the, all of those survival, all the survival, you know, things that 
come into your mind, which my friend Francisco quoted us as survivatarians, which I, I love. I love that. I love that saying. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's really all what it is, is to just notice inside yourself and, and let that build. And it's, it feels like yours. Every little cell is, is like turning gold. You, you, you become addicted to it. I don't, I'm going to turn Netflix off. And I'm just going to sit in, in silence or I open up the window because I have a river right there. Because sound is another way. It's another gateway into your body. And, you know, the car goes by. So that sound gets louder and then it gets softer. So if you listen to that whole experience and then another thing comes by, you know, so you're, you're, you're in that state of awareness and then another sound arrives. And then there's that pause, you know, and then there's no sound. So of being aware of that silence and then another one arises. And, and people do it with their breath, you know, be aware of your breath, the in, the exhale, you know, your belly going in and out, the wind through your nose. There's all, you know, there's all of those things that bring you back inside your body. There's, you know, you could body scan and feel every little spot in your face and your body, you know, down to your toes and then work your way back up. And if you keep scanning or sweeping, people use, and you keep doing that, you're staying in your body longer and longer and longer. And, and then all of those thoughts of, oh, I got to pay the bill, or did I lock the door, or whatever those other things that pull you away from just being in awareness, you could still go lock the door, you know, but you don't have to stomp, you know, and, you know, be, you know, not being aware of your body while you go do that action, you know, you could have awareness in all of it. Make sure you connect with Anthony. Isn't he awesome? over at wholelifegoals.com. He also said that if you use code WLGAC, that you can get two months free on their platform. So if you want to connect with expert health and wellness professionals in your area but need some support, make sure you check out what Anthony has going on. It's freaking awesome. But before we go, Anthony, anything else? My, my focus was, I was making sure that I spent at least 30 minutes out in nature. When we wake up and we go outside, we insulate our feet, you know, with rubber. And so we never really, even though we're in nature and we could breathe it and it's on our skin and, you know, you could hug a tree, but you really need to ground. Another way of grounding is just taking a shower or a bath because the water is coming from the ground and then out, out through the pipe. So it is still grounding your body, but every day you have to go outside <laughs> and you have to, it, nature puts off a very neutral energy. It's not like the city, you know, the vibes of the city where there's a lot of horns, bar you know, barking at you and there's a lot of concrete and different smells and stuff like that, where nature just provides that instant connection. You really can't, you know, it's really hard to, you can't really get it anywhere else. So that's, that is, you know, for today, yeah, there's a rock that I, I'm looking outside because that's where the river is, but there's a rock right out, right outside. That's where I go. And that's what's on my mind. And that's, that's where I'll be going right after this call. <laughs> Nature provides instant connection. Go sit on a rock, y'all. I'm kind of jealous. I don't have a big one in my yard, but I need one. Listen, whether it is trying meditation naps because you don't like meditating, kissing for six seconds to build intimacy, or focusing on your insides just for 9% of your time. We hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, 
Leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. 